Hello, listeners with attitude. I'm Michael. And I'm Nathan. And you're listening to The Power Trip, a journey through the Power Rangers franchise. Our journey of 30 seasons begins with a single episode. You know, I'm super excited. Like I was, I was thinking about this all night. Well, not all night. I, I don't, I don't, I don't obsess that much, but I was thinking about our uh, batch recording today. Um, pretty much all evening yesterday. I'm a little nervous. I'm not going to lie because you know, when you start a brand new podcast like this, it is a little unnerving. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so it's, and you know, this is a subject matter that's near and dear to my heart. And I know that you are going on your own little power journey yourself. Uh, uh, yeah. I <laughs> 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 uh, wish we'll talk about a little bit here. <laughs> that's kind of the point of the introductory episode, right? That's one of the trends in podcasting that we're getting into. You know, everybody does their introductory episodes just to kind of lay the groundwork. I did it on the film vault. <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, I think it's useful to do that. I think it's useful to have that introductory episode so that the listeners you're not familiar with you with not familiar with the host or the subject matter can kind of get to kind of get a feel for what's, yeah, and to get what, an idea of what the show is going to be like. I did it on Henshin Men as well, so it's exactly. it's kind of a requirement at this point. It is, it is, and this we're going to keep this relatively short, listeners with attitude. <laughs> relatively, we could go on for hours. <laughs> Trust me. Uh, basically, this podcast is going to be you listening in on the normally private conversations that Michael and I have. <laughs> well, that's what I. That's, that's what I said. Uh, I told you that a few days ago. It's like we're just basically putting to record all of the private conversations that you have ever, you and I have had over the last year about this franchise. Because when I start. When I started watching, when I started rewatching through the Power Rangers franchise way back in, I think it was last May uh, or May of it was May of 2020 when I started rewatching through the entire franchise, it started as a whim. It's like, hey, um, I've yeah, not I, seen a, uh, a quarantine whim, right? <laughs> a quarant, yeah, a quarantine whim, a quarantine whim, because at the time. Uh, even here in my state, we were not fully opened yet. Like you couldn't go to restaurants like you wanted to, and you had to make reservations and it's, it, you just couldn't, you weren't, uh, what is it? Um, you weren't free to move about the country as a, uh, uh, as a famous travel site would say. Um, so I kind of just got obsessed with revisiting some old franchises that, uh, I some wanted old to, friends, you might say s- some old friends. Exactly. Some, I wanted to revisit some old friends and I thought, and I was sitting on my couch one night. Um, my wife was working and I'm like, and I'm like, I haven't seen power Rangers in probably a, a hot minute, probably at least I'm, I'm going to say I've not watched a full at that point. I hadn't watched a full length episode of power Rangers in probably 15 to 20 years. So going back to this franchise was such uh, a nostalgia trip for me. And it turned, it turned into something from like an, it, like I said, a nostalgia trip, something I just wanted to revisit on a whim to something like, Hey, there's some really deep stuff here. Like stuff that I <laughs> didn't pick on. I didn't pick up on, you know, when I was younger, but now as a 35 year old adult, I'm picking up on all this stuff and it's really interesting. 
I know that might sound strange to people that we're saying that there's depth in Power Rangers. <laughs> no, but there is. There is depth in Power Rangers. You can find, honestly, I, I I firmly believe that you can find at least a below surface level of depth in anything you watch if you dig deep enough. But, you know, the, the Power Rangers franchise is has such a rich history, not just with uh, it being adapted from Super Sentai, but there's other things, too, that that started to crop up uh, as this as the franchise kind of puttered along, especially in the in the Zord in the original Zordon era, those first nine or not Zordon era, the first Savon era, those first nine seasons. There was there's so much to unpack with those. Oh, for sure. For sure. Especially with what a phenomenon that. It became that's something to weird to kind of think about for a hot minute. The most popular thing in children's television and possibly one of the most popular things on TV period was Tokusatsu. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, the 90s. The 90s were a crazy time. Uh, and, you know, the, because of the Power Rangers, we had several. Uh, I'm, gonna say, I'm not going to say they all were great attempts, <laughs> but but we had several attempts at um at some superhero shows some henshin hero shows to make it to the west uh but power rangers has been hands down the most popular and has been the one to stick around the longest because it is it's still going now it is in its 20 it's in its 29th season as actually as as we launched this show the franchise is celebrating its 30th anniversary which we kind of did by accident admittedly we put this whole thing together Yeah, twenty. Not realizing that technically, twenty twenty two is the thirtieth anniversary. <laughs> it was a happy accident. <laughs> it was a ha- it was happy ass. It was a happy accident. It was kismet. Uh, it was divine intervention. I don't know, but here we are. We're starting a podcast. Yeah, uh, here we are. Rangers. Here we are. Do we want to tell the listeners with attitude a little bit about ourselves, Michael? We probably sure. should because not you know, every not everybody listening is part of our already established fan bases. You know, sure. <laughs> Sure. Well, I mean, fan bases is a little bit of a stretch. Um, oh, come on. <laughs> Don't ruin this for me. <laughs> okay. So since I am such a gracious host, I am such a, I'm a gracious and wonderful host. I'm going to let you go first. Nathan, tell the folks uh, who you are, what you do and what brought you here. Oh, well, I am your co-host with Attitude, and you recruited me to fight in the never-ending battle, I guess. Oh, wait, no. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) Oh, wait. That's the trailer, and that was before you made me break character. Right. (laughs) Before the teleporter broke. (laughs) The teleporter. I have th- I have problems with teleporters. I'm telling you. Anyway, so uh, for those of you who've never listened to my other pro- my primary podcast, the Monster Island Phone Vault, you're terribly confused right now, as you should be. But <laughs> but anyway, my name is Nathan Marchand. I am the uh, should I do the spiel? The host and curator of the Monster Island Film Vault, a podcast seeking entertainment and enlightenment through Tokusatsu. Uh, this is the wrong show. But anyway, <laughs> but uh, I would expect so, nothing less. I would that, expect nothing less. Yes, yes. I am quite the showman, let me tell you. But anyway, I, I've actually been at this podcasting game for, oh man, going on five years now. It started in 2017 talking about Godzilla. Ended up leaving that show and starting my own, the Monster Island Film Vault, and the started meeting wonderful people like you, Michael, in this community. Uh, I was able to get even more involved and the, you know, then 
things like 2017, uh, 2020 happened, and then we started bonding and finding out, uh, finding out about more interest and realizing that this whole tokusatsu world is a little bit bigger than we thought. And then that's when we kind of hit this renaissance where everything was being released. It was crazy. So besides being a podcaster, I am also a professional writer. I'm a novelist. I'm a freelancer. I have written for your magazine, Kaiju Ramen, for instance. Mm-hmm. And I am also a recently graduated master's student. I have a master's in English, which I know sounds kind of strange that a master's student, a graduate, I should say, would be talking about Power Rangers. But let me tell you, let me tell you, it comes in handy. Understanding how stories work and applying those graduate level analytical skills, even to something like Power Rangers, will come in very handy. So you're going to be getting a little bit of a kind of the English majory analysis of all of these things, because I've looked into a lot of stuff about, you know, the classic hero's journey and all of that sort of stuff. You're also talking to somebody who's been a lifelong fan of superheroes. (laughs) Ever since I was a child, I've loved superheroes. So I'll be bringing a little bit of that with me as well. Another credential that I'll mention here really quick is I also run another podcast with, as I put it, our co-host in common, (laughs) Uh, Travis Alexander. We run a show called Henshin Men, a podcast that celebrates Japanese superheroes and their high-flying and high-kicking adventures. So... AKA Common Writer podcast. It's not going to be all Common Writer. It hasn't been all Common Writer. <laughs> we technically had a backdoor pilot for this show on Henshin Men. <laughs> Only when Travis wasn't there, though. Yes, but somebody had to uh, had to take care of the show. <laughs> somebody had to take care of the show. That's a funny story. You want to tell them that story about the backdoor pilot, or save that for later? <laughs> we'll save that for we'll we'll save that for later. Save that for later. Okay. And we got some Ultraman. The newest episode, as we're recording this, had it was about an anime. So it was about a Sentai parody. So it's kind of relevant to this. So shut okay. up. <laughs> All right. That's fair. That's yeah. fair, Nathan. But yeah, but that one is it's about Henshin heroes. And yeah, we're starting with the original Common Rider, which is going to take us a while to get through because 98 episodes. So <laughs> but so we've been uh, putting through that. It's Common Rider is Travis's all-time favorite franchise, which is kind of interesting because it does have some connections to Power Rangers. And I don't just mean because of Sentai and Common Rider being made by the same studio. There are connections even uh, there are even more connections than that. So there are. Yeah, I think I've uh, basically spelled out everything. So, yes, I'm an academic. I'm a showman. I'm a writer. I'm all those things. Love superheroes. Uh, I talk kaiju, all that fun stuff. And you also have boundless energy, apparently. Yes. I defy my age. Although Wait. although what you're hearing right now is a wee bit caffeine enhanced because I knew it was going <laughs> to be a long day. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's going to be it is going to be a long day. In fact, I before we started recording, I uh uh, I had to go and make myself a, a cup of coffee or a, I'm sorry, a pot of coffee because I knew this was going to be a long, long morning, early afternoon session as we kind of uh, get a few of these episodes under our belt for our listeners with attitude. I'm going to start. I'm going to keep driving home that listeners with attitude until people remember what that is. You're so, welcome. 
<laughs> Thank that you. name came to me in the middle of the night while it I was came trying to, to sleep. you in a vision. Yes, while I was sleep, oh, while I, while I was trying to sleep, and then I sent you a text message in the middle of the night and said, "I've got a name." I wanted to make sure I sent it to you because I knew I might forget it in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, a little bit about me. I'm Michael. I have uh, been a podcaster for a little over two years now. I started out on a show uh, called Kaiju Weekly, where I still co-host with our co-host in common, Travis Alexander, uh, and basically we talk about monster movies and giant monster media from a very um uh from a from a very accessible perspective we we like to celebrate the films that we grew up with watching and we like to uh, watch brand new films that kind of uh uh tickle our fancy i guess uh i don't know how i don't know what a better way to 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 put it but our intro as our intro states we are uh, we are Kaiju Weekly, and we explore the wide world of giant monster movies and giant monster media. Um, so that's sort of our mission statement. I'm also the co-creator of Kaijurama Magazine, along with our co-host in common, uh, Travis Alexander, which admittedly I cannot take full credit for with Kaiju. I cannot take full credit for Kaijurama. That was that was completely uh, Travis's brainchild. We've been on this journey with Kaiju ramen for a little over a year now. And honestly, it's probably been one of the most rewarding things that I have ever, I've ever, you know, set out to do because Mm -hmm. I've met some, I've met some wonderful, not just the wonderful people that I met podcasting prior to starting the magazine, but I've met some wonderful people while uh, working on the magazine. And I've, and I've actually gotten to connect with people that I knew, but didn't know all that well, like our good friend, Danny DeMana, uh, who we (laughs) connect of the Godzilla novelization project, which we connect on a, on a almost daily basis at this point. And so basically, (laughs) uh, so, you know, the magazine has allowed me to, uh, you know, meet new people, explore different areas of the giant monster, tokusatsu, Henshin hero fandom. And speaking of the magazine, this podcast will serve as yes. a supplement to an article series. I'll be writing for Kaiju ramen magazine called the power trip. A you're dr- welcome. My- I came up with that title. <laughs> you're, thank you, Nathan. It'll be called the power trip. My journey through the power Rangers franchise, uh, since it is me writing it, but, I I got the crazy idea of starting a podcast. Uh, I, I think it was I I texted several people and Nathan was the only one to to take up the mantle. So, you know, <laughs> here we go. If you don't like my co-host, then blame everyone else who turned me down. Um, uh, but I got this. I will provide a list. You may send hate mail now. <laughs> Pause I got the this... recording. Send them hate mail. It's like, why did you do this? I'm stuck with Marchand. <laughs> I got this crazy idea that I wanted to, you know, not necessarily exhaust everything about Power Rangers for myself, but I wanted, I wanted between the article series and this podcast to be sort of my Mighty Morphin Magnum Opus. Uh, <laughs> Uh, where I that just would have been a great title for this podcast too. It would, it would have been, it would have been, but I think it's, it's too much of a bloated title that people were like, Oh, the mighty Morphin Magnum Opus that, I mean, it's, it's punctastic, but it, that's a really crappy title for a podcast. Um, <laughs> they would probably hear it. It was like, is this about music? <laughs> maybe. I mean, that's that maybe Cause you know, the, you know, we'll get into, we, we, we'll, we won't get into that, but, um, but yes, I want between the podcast and the mar- and the magazine series, I want is this to be my ultimate love letter 
to this franchise because I have grown up with this franchise. I love it so much. In fact, I think, and I'm looking around to make sure no one's listening. Um, I'm actually may like this franchise more than the Godzilla and Kaiju franchise. <gasps> Le gasp! I know, right? I'm just, wait, I'm looking over my shoulder now to make sure no one's coming to bop me on the head or something. Yeah, because I said and that. Uh, recently it was announced that IDW and Boom Studios are making a comic book crossover between oh, these two boy. franchises. And the, the internet exploded. <laughs> The moment we the moment we decided to do this fran- that we decided to do this podcast, it seems like the floodgates opened. Yeah, all they, of a sudden, they did. And I also just looked and I was like, because I actually had somebody. The way I first found out about it, someone tagged me on Facebook to the IGN article that announced it, and he said, "This is material for all three of your podcasts." I'm like, "Oh, good lord! I could do like a four way crossover with several of my friends with this." It's oh, absolutely, absolutely <laughs> on. On a more personal, on a more personal note, I, by day I'm an art director. I work in an industry that has nothing to do with the subject matter that we're uh, that we're going to be talking about. I know a lot of I know a lot of podcasters and there's YouTubers out there that have worked sort of in the film industry and the special effects industry that have a lot more knowledgeable experience, working knowledge of how these things are produced. Me, I'm just a fan. Like I'm just yeah. a fan that grew up with this stuff and wanted to talk about it with some friends. And that's really the that's really the main reason why we're here is because you and I uh, I, I, I wanted to go on this journey. I wanted someone to go on the journey with me, um, because I wanted to get out as much information as about power Rangers and this franchise as I possibly could over the next, uh, year that we're going to be working on this. Uh, Michael, just be honest. You brought me onto this so you could exploit my research skills. Well, <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> I can I can neither confirm nor deny that I am that I do re, I don't let don't make this sound like I don't do my research because I do. But there are some people that are let's just face it there are some people out there that are better at research than others. <laughs> I mean, I found out a few things that were added to what we were going to discuss in this introductory episode for you. You're welcome. Anyway. Well, um before we but so before we get too off the rails here, do you want to dive into some of the background on what we're going to be talking about? I was uh, actually going to say uh, we should probably we've kind of gone into it a little bit, but I do think it's worth mentioning just sure. briefly our history with this franchise because our experiences with it are a wee bit different. And so bit. you've talked a little bit already about rediscovering it during quarantine. Mm-hmm. And but you were a fan, I think. I think you told me that your nostalgia for Power Rangers starts pretty young and really early, but it doesn't go all the way through. You weren't one of those people who's been aware that there's been a Power Rangers show on TV for almost thirty years now. Uh, no, I mean, I had, yeah, I have. I'm. I started very young. I started very young in the '90s, um, and I remember. I remember, you know, getting up on Saturday morning and watching these, I'm watching these shows or even, uh, my parents, God bless them. Um, they recorded almost every episode that I know of, of the first couple of seasons for me so that I could own them and rewatch them. Mm -hmm. Uh, so yes, there is that very sentimental attachment to this franchise, but I did not carry my love of power Rangers throughout my entire life. You know, I fell off, uh, I fell off of the franchise probably around, 
uh, 98, 99. Yeah, I think you told me your nostalgia ends after the first episode or two of Lost Galaxy. Right? Yeah, something. Yeah, it's like that. It, it's like the first my my nostalgia ends right right about there because I don't remember watching Lightspeed Rescue on television. I don't remember watching Time Force on television. I don't remember. I remember seeing things about Wild Force and others uh, on other seasons on, on Nick and Disney and things. But my nostalgia ends with lost galaxy. Like that's where I fell off and at. not very far into it from what you were no, telling me. No. And I think that was probably a lot due to scheduling because, you know, the power Rangers franchise has been notorious. At least the networks that have carried the power Rangers franchise have been notorious for changing time slots. Uh, you know, sometimes it'll run really early. Sometimes it would run really early in the morning, uh, some of them ran even in prime time and then sometimes they would run like yeah. mid afternoon. It, it was just all over the place. And so there was never a consistent schedule. So that probably p- played a huge role in why I fell mm-hmm. off. But also, uh, I remember having a very poignant conversation with my dad and he told me, he said, son, you know, one of these days you're going to not like this stuff anymore and you're going to want to, you're going to move on to other interests as you grow older. And I never wanted to, uh, I never wanted to acknowledge that, but it is kind of true. Like my interest did, my interests did shift around middle school through high school and then through college. Uh, and it wasn't until I became like a full fledged 30 year old adult that, uh, I just embraced all of the things that I loved, like, you know, Godzilla and Tokusatsu and Power Rangers and, and all these things and Ultraman. Uh, it, it took me a long while to get back to where I am now, but I'm, re- mm-hmm. but it's, you, you it's, did the thing that C.S. Lewis talked about where he said that it's one of my favorite C.S. Lewis quotations. So don't be surprised if you hear me using literary things like Lewis talking about that while on this show, because right. I do it everywhere else. But you know, basically where he said, I'm going to, I'm paraphrasing a little bit here, but he said when he was, a, when he was a kid, he would read fairy tales in secret because he would have been embarrassed to mm-hmm. have been seen reading them. But he then as an adult, he said he read them openly in public because he put quote unquote, put away childish things like the fear of being child, uh, the childish and the desire to be very grown up. <laughs> cause exactly. that's one of the, cause that's one of the things that's paradoxical about adulthood because when you think back to when we were kids we all what were we obsessed with we wanted to be grown-ups only Mm -hmm. children are obsessed with being grown-ups generally speaking so honestly when you become an adult and you as the bible says put away childish things (laughs) you stop worrying about being quote-unquote grown up it's so parent it's like i said it's it's a paradox but i love it because I do think it's a a sign of maturity to just not care anymore. Just like what you like. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, it's, you know, I have been so fortunate in the last couple of years to meet like-minded people that have kind of made me want to just love the things that I love and not be ashamed of them because there was a time in my life where, uh, I was ashamed to be a Power Rangers fan. I was ashamed to be a Godzilla fan. Like I still liked it, but it was my thing. It was my secret little thing that I would do in my bedroom. Uh, when <laughs> that sounded kind of awful. That out of context. sounds that sounds really <laughs> awful out of context. I, I like I stop I stop myself because I realized exactly what I just said. Um, <laughs> See if our friends at Giant Monster BS are just gonna clip that out and <laughs> do something <laughs> weird with it. 
but no, it's, it's true. It's like, you like the things that you like when I was, when I was liking these things early on, like I was doing it in secret and I was doing it in private and I had to hide it. Like I had to hide it from my friends because I was afraid that I would be made fun of for liking superheroes and colorful spandex costumes. But if you think about it, everything, like every pop culture superhero has been a hero in colorful spandex in some way, shape or form. So in my opinion, in my opinion, power a, a, a group of teenagers that drive giant mechanical dinosaurs is no more weird than a depressed billionaire that dresses up like a bat at night. I mean, that's just no... <laughs> it is in is, desperate need of some therapy. <laughs> that is in desperate need of some therapy or some medication. Uh, that is... That... <laughs> That is just, it's not weird to me anymore. Like yeah. when people. Well, when and the thing that I want to make sure to tell people is I, I do think sometimes the reactions, the, the perception to things like superheroes, although the, the perception of superheroes is changing, has been changing the last 10 years or so, thanks to Marvel. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but because they become more mainstream now. But I do think that there's still some resistance to Power Rangers because it, there's a little bit of this elitist attitude toward it uh, as being kind of this disposable children's entertainment. But here's my retort to this. And I actually tweeted this out because I was thinking about things like this podcast a few weeks ago. And I said, hero stories matter. Does it matter if the, if those heroes are ancient demigods, wild west gunslingers, Cape crusaders, or transforming spandex clad super teens? <laughs> I mean, I've seen, I've heard plenty of stories, whether it's about Power Rangers or about other heroes, superheroes in particular, mm -hmm. who inspired kids to be better people. I've heard yeah. stories from people who said that they learned their sense of right and wrong reading comic books. Exactly. I've, yeah. it, even though it's this massive corporate owned thing, you can't deny the fact that things like comic books, particularly superhero comic books, as this unique, American invention, our our modern mythology in a lot of ways, and I would say Power Rangers is still part of that tradition in its own weird little way. Yeah, no different than Super Sentai and Ultraman and Kamen Rider and all the rest of them over in Japan. They've got their own. This is just this weird amalgamation of East and West, as we'll get into. <laughs> right. It's just it's just been recontextualized for mm -hmm. for a Western audience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So my history with the franchise, like I said, is different than yours. I did get in on not quite the ground floor, but relatively early in season one of Mighty Morphin, and I kept up with it for a while. But the funny thing is, and this usually happens, when something gets mega popular like this did, always, there's always these people who just want to resist it, and they want to even, in some cases, demonize it. And you got to remember, this is the early 90s. It's kind of the tail end of the so-called satanic panic. So there was a lot of pushback on Power Rangers, and it was usually having to do with whether or not it was too violent for kids and everything. And that was the big thing was that every, all, all, they're all like, it's too violent. And then later on, it's like, it's too scary or it's demonic or something. You know, it was that time. So even though I was... I was into it. It was also kind of like on the cusp of what would have been the uh, the ideal age for for uh, somebody to be watching this. So even though well, I watched, well, you my, are like you are twenty years older than I am. Oh yeah, I yeah, but I look like I'm twenty years younger. But 
<laughs> but anyway, so there was, so I kept up with it for a while and I have friends who were into it, but eventually with the, like I said, kind of being right at the, you know, kind of at the, the, you know, on the cusp of the, uh, of the, you know, target age group and f- wanting to not get in trouble with mom and dad and all that. I kind of fell off a little bit. Now I would still check up on it here and there just to see what was going on. And I had friends who were telling me everything that was going on in the show. So it's not like I was ignorant of what was going on. Trust me. I knew all about it, but I didn't keep up with it after a while. Like some people did, which I guess in some ways is a little unfortunate, but like I said, I was hearing all about it for the long time. It was ubiquitous. You couldn't get away from it. It was everywhere. Yeah. So so, uh, but then I started hearing about all the changes that were being made and things like that. But then eventually those friends aged out and we moved on. And then I went to college and discovered that there were people who still liked Power Rangers and we would talk about Power Rangers and things like that. I, I mean, you're talking to somebody, I will f- freely admit this, that when I was a kid, my favorite color was orange. And then I started watching Power Rangers and suddenly red seemed really cool. <laughs> so I like red and orange now to this day as my favorite right. colors. But, you know, there's been like, what, two orange Power Rangers? <laughs> but we get a red Ranger every season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, red has been like that consistent color. But there's there's like there's so many other like primary colors and secondary colors that they could have explored, but it just seems like they have stuck with those primary red, blue, yellow, green, black, white colors mm-hmm. over the years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, what are they going to start doing? You know, beige Ranger. I mean, <laughs> I mean they could, or the, or the Pete or the peach Ranger. <laughs> fuchsia ranger <laughs> the chartreuse ranger <laughs> i think we're writing our own parody at this point <laughs> just just write our just write your own fanfic with all these absurd color names uh, and then like they all combine the, the together moth. into one into one super ranger and he's he's a rainbow <laughs> the pantone ranger <laughs> yeah basically so yeah and then as time went on and i started seeing some internet personalities talking about power rangers it started to get more intriguing and then it's it's kind of funny one of the things i forgot to mention about the film ball when i was talking about being quote-unquote in character is that not only is it this academic analysis of media like this but there's also some audio drama elements in it which is a whole story unto itself how that happened (laughs) it was originally just a gimmick to make some jokes and then it turned into a whole thing but one of the things that I was trying to do I was actually talking with you, Michael, and I was saying, I was like, I want to add a character on the show because it takes place on Monster Island from uh, from the Godzilla movies. And I said, I want to add a character to the show who is the person in charge of PR for the island. Mm-hmm. But the the island was being run by the villains of the piece. So I like, I need someone who could be kind of a villain, but not really a villain. And... <laughs> And then you set me down a very dangerous path by saying astronomer. And <laughs> so I'm like, oh, yeah, I kind of remember her. She probably watched the show. So I started watching in space. I'm like, oh, my gosh, where has this been all my life? <laughs> well, it was it wasn't a strong. Well, it wasn't astronomer per se, but it was a mismatch. It was a mixed match of her different of her real life person, her real life persona and her in show 
human persona, which was Corone. Yeah. Uh, which was Corone from the show, but Corone doesn't have a last name that we know of. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we used her, or you used her last name of her, her last actress, name of her yeah. real, you know, the actress, which is Melanie Perkins. So yeah. Corone Perkins is, yeah. that's how Corone Perkins came to be. Yeah. So it was just funny. And then I, so I watched in space. And then I just, I just thought, you know what, maybe I should go back and watch the rest of it now. And then I had found out, and then right when I decided I'm going to do that, then I found out about the power purge as we'll call it on Netflix. Like, dang, damn it. (laughs) Oh, good Lord. In the final month before power Rangers left Netflix, most of it left Netflix. I binged so much. (laughs) I ended up watching everything from alien Rangers all the way through in space. No, oh, all the boy. way through Turbo. Excuse me, I was already watched in space. I watched well, everything. I was, I was, I was a little bit of ahead of you there. <laughs> I was what? a little bit of ahead of you there because I, by the time the Power Purge happened, I had just finished Time Force. Um, I had just finished Time Force, and I was like, "Oh crap! I need to watch as much as I can before it leaves in a month." So I binged through Wild Force, Ninja. Well, no, some of Ninja Storm dino thunder and rpm uh because i didn't have to i did not have time to watch all of it i knew that but because i still had to have a job uh but (laughs) i i i took i i asked our friends our mutual friends uh specifically the ones from the drift space i said hey what is your favorite power ranger seasons of the later years and they told me dino thunder and rpm so that i made sure to watch those two seasons at least yeah those uh both of those have very good reputations in the fan base they do have they have do they do have very good reputations and I'm actually I'm looking forward to when we get to Dino Thunder because I think there is a lot that we can talk about as far as um, kind of uh, bringing things because Dino Thunder feels like it's bringing things full circle and we're without getting into too much detail it brings things a little bit more full circle uh, so I'm looking forward to that and I'm actually looking forward to RPM as well because you know RPM it was a completely new take on the entire on the franchise yeah for sure for sure so now we'll uh, we'll talk a little bit about this we've talked about the background of the podcast already how it got how it basically came about with the article series and everything so and we've talked a bit about the purpose is there anything else we need to say about the purpose of the podcast michael other Uh, than it being your massive love letter that you're dragging me along on (laughs) i think um I think we've about, I think we've about covered pretty much everything that we need to cover as far as that goes because I know we're running a little bit on uh, we're running a little bit over time than what we anticipated. For yeah, well, I expected that would happen honestly. So we and we've talked about the goals of it. So let's talk about how we're structuring this show because we're we're kind of borrowing so to speak from several different places. There's going to be a fair amount of if you're if you listen to Henshin Men, you'll be a little bit familiar because we're taking some cues from henshin men because the henshin men formula just thank you travis it just works (laughs) although travis travis came up with some of the initial stuff and then he and i worked together to Mm -hmm. uh, to uh build off of his foundation but so like i said if you're used to that format we're going to be using something similar so we're going to be the, the biggest thing that you'll notice the biggest similarity is that we're going to be giving out awards just like on henshin men yeah and those and it'll be the same kind of awards that we have on henshin men just with more power ranger themed names so we're going to give out an award for the best stunter fight scene it will be called the power range of motion 
We're also going to be giving out an award for the best special effects that we are dubbing the Ultra SFX Zord Award because we wanted to work the word Zord in there somewhere. Yeah, we had to. Also, that almost sounds like like so like some of the absurd names that these robots get. It's just all I have to say is the Omega Megazord. Oh my gosh, I have opinions about that. Anyway, and then because. <laughs> This show is, it's got some zingers of some lines in it. A lot of them are incredibly puntastic. So if you're, if you have an aversion to puns, this is not the franchise or the podcast for you. <laughs> and we're calling it more phenomenal Mad Libs. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's going to be a lot of fun because you're right. Cause this, this franchise does it, at least a couple of times in per episode, there's always going to be that pun uh, primarily it's, it's usually directed towards the monster of the week a lot of times, but they're still pretty puntastic. And I love the fact that they work in more phenomenal as much as humanly possible, but uh, this franchise, especially in mighty Morphin has several catchphrases, <laughs> right? But the, the award that I think I'm looking forward to the most out of this set is the uh, one that we're giving to the craziest moment that we have lovingly called the I, I, I can't believe that happened. Award. <laughs> Cause let's be honest. If you watch enough Toku Japanese superhero shows, they're nuts. <laughs> and it was just too easy to play off the the, the catchphrase from our uh, multilingual, fully sentient uh, automaton, Alpha 5. Yes, for sure. And then we're going to cap off each of our episodes with what I'm calling Morphin Time, which will be our final thoughts in one minute or less. Although I think... The way we're going to do it is that it will be both of us conversating with our final thoughts for one minute or less. So yeah. we'll see how that goes <laughs> with our first batch of episodes. Yeah. yeah. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a good format, I think. And, yeah. you know, thank you to Travis for laying the groundwork. But I got to say, not to sound too high on myself, but I think this will be the formula perfected. Ooh! Oh snap! Anyway, ooh, shots. Is it shots fired? Is it shots fired? I don't know. No, it's uh, it's it's more like uh, Zed Bomb's throne. <laughs> Wait, so you're getting bigger? My uh, my ego is. <laughs> I feel like that needs to. That's a meme right there. It's like I'm going to Zed Bomb my ego right now. <laughs> Make my ego grow. <laughs> <laughs> hype meme hype meme <laughs> magic wand make my ego grow <laughs> i know several people for whom that's applicable but <laughs> oh, i, I might be too. one of them <laughs> Oh, I do too. Just take a look around the Godzilla, the the, the online Godzilla fandom right now, and there is all kind. There is it is a pissing contest between all kinds of egos right now. Uh, anyway, the other thing that needs to be mentioned is that we're going to be a little bit different. A lot of Ranger shows, Ranger podcasts, do it episode by episode, or they do it like I started listening to some other Power Ranger podcasts just to get a feel for the lay of the land and some of them will do it in chunks of episodes you know like a second half of a season or something like that because like the latest batch of episodes for dino fury were mm -hmm. released on netflix so it's right. season one part two and the 
there was one podcast I was listening to that was just talking about all those episodes in a block. So that makes sense. But we're going to go season by season, and we're going to talk about talk about them in broad strokes. We'll definitely zero in on some particular episodes and, or some particular elements and stories and characters and all of that. But we're going to be looking at each season as a unit and seeing how it works as a unit, which is a little mm. bit different than most of your Ranger podcasts out there. Yeah. And we're also going to be exploring the different themes that we find throughout these seasons as well. Like, yeah. cause there's a lot, there's a lot of underlying themes in a lot. Like there's the theme of growing up and coming of age and family and, and, uh, taking responsibility and teamwork, like all of those themes that you find in power Rangers, we're going to be exploring those in a more in-depth way. And I think the only way you pot, I, I think the only way you really can do that is to take each season as a whole and then parsing out like the, th the, the through line of themes that that run that run across them mm -hmm. but that won't stop us from talking about you know just the, all other elements and i mean i've said that my other my primary show the the monster island film vault is a film appreciation show and i definitely mean that because we're not reviewing this stuff this is a film appreciation show it's uh, kaiju weekly is more of a review show i'm more about having discussions about these things and not assigning an arbitrary rating Am I going to say right. whether or not I like something or not and how much I like something compared to something else all the dang time? But I don't see the, any reason to assign some sort of a value to it. There are other shows out there that do that and more power to them, for sure, like Kaiju Weekly. Yeah. More power to them. But it's not how I, uh, it's not how I like doing things. I would rather well, just either. have conversations. Me either. I like having uh, more substantive conversations on about media myself. So I think that's, I think, you know, that this is going to be a good format for that. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I'm just, and I'm really, really, really looking forward to it. Honestly, I'm looking forward to having those discussions and, uh, you know, diving a little bit deeper into some of the key episodes that we noticed throughout what, throughout our watch of the franchise mm -hmm. and, uh, just having a little bit of uh, fun along the way. Some, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, the, it's. I know it sounds strange that that a show can be both academic and entertaining. Well, listen to the film vault and you find out how that works. And you've been on the film vault enough to know, Michael. <laughs> but the other thing that it needs to be mentioned, and that is, this is not guaranteed to be some long ongoing show necessarily. We're gonna play it a little bit by ear, but our initial goal for now is to spend 2022 going over all of these seasons and, and we'll have a couple of the movies will get their own episode as well mm -hmm. so we'll be spending the the all of 2022 going through all of this and then so it's going to at least be a year-long project and then we'll see how things work out toward the end of the year and then we'll decide if it's worth continuing, especially with the so-called PRCU <laughs> and oh, other boy. things <laughs> and other things like, you know, we have like currently, like you said, the, you know, this is only going to be a, a first season or this is only going to be a year long project. Um, if if the response from you, our listeners with attitude is positive enough, we may do a second season where we talk about uh, Sentai or Power Ranger adjacent things, because Good Lord, there are so many adjacent things that cropped yep. up in the in 90s. In fact, when, had... uh, when I was, I said, like, I lost interest in Power Rangers for several reasons, but 
I was actually, weirdly enough, really into one of the, for lack of a better way to put it, copycats. Mm. You know, growing up. So we might talk about that as well. Yeah, that fits. I mean, it, it all fits, honestly. Like we were, we were having this discussion uh, not too long ago that we were just kind of going over all of the Power Ranger adjacent or Power Ranger copycats that not that weren't necessarily, and not all of them were necessarily produced by Saban either. Um, but there were a ton of copycats in the nineties and some of them glorious and some of them not so glorious. Uh, I think uh, by, uh, not so glorious, you mean Beverly Hills, but <laughs> yes, the tattooed teenage alien fighters from Beverly Hills. Oh God. Moving on. So I want to introduce a little bit here, just some very quick background because as I learned when I was in college in my writing classes, you can't assume knowledge on your audience, not always. No. So what is Power Rangers? Well, Power Rangers is something that actually started in Japan. You've probably heard the term Super Sentai. Super Sentai is a superhero franchise that has actually been going on since, I believe, the mid to late 70s, mm-hmm. produced by Toei Company which also made Kamen Rider and uh, started as a manga and everything. In fact, the creator of Kamen Rider also created Super Sentai. So it was these team of superheroes that usually embrace some, like they lean hard into their gimmicks. Like that is kind of one of the sticks of Super Sentai is they come up with some sort of themey gimmick or gimmicky theme, I should say. And they lean hard into it in every single show. And Power Rangers, what we know as Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, was actually the, I think it was the 16th entry in that series that they made one a year. It was either the 16th or the 14th entry, but it was, it was much, much later. Yeah. So the Power Rangers franchise, despite its very close ties to Super Sentai, because they would use the superhero footage in it, mm-hmm. which we'll uh, talk a little bit about that. But the, despite their close ties, they are considered separate entities which is really weird to think about power rangers is very unique in that regard even knowing that knowing where this where it came from and kind of the formula behind it let's just say that there were multiple uh i i want to i don't know if false starts is the right way to basically the first episode of mighty Morphin power rangers is the fifth draft (laughs) 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 because the story has it, and I need to watch this. This apparently was talked about in an episode of The Toys That Made Us, which I haven't watched yet, but our co-host in the common, Travis, has, because apparently Stan Lee was in the 80s, made a trip, uh, rest, God rest his soul, by the way, made a trip to Japan and caught an episode of a Sentai and then tried to bring it over in the 80s to the United States, and nobody was buying it. Well, Haim uh, Saban... Also tells the story about how he visited Japan in 1984, was channel surfing, and came across uh, an episode of Super Sentai, and he wanted to bring it over. And at the time, that Sentai was called Bioman. So he saw it and kind of, you know, it started coming up with the idea of how to bring it over to the United States. And you didn't even know this. I stumbled across this just dinking around on the internet. <laughs> and found out that they had apparently produced a pilot for this. And it was actually going to be called Bioman. They would have kept the title. 
but it would have mm-hmm. been the same idea. Use the superhero footage when they're in the suits and then film new scenes with American actors and just weave them together. You can't find this so-called pilot anywhere. I tried. I looked all over the place. You can't find it. I found basically what it looks like an opening credit sequence. Yeah, it was an op- yeah, yeah, cuz I sh- I watched what you showed me and it was just basically just an opening credit sequence. Yeah. And it- the thing that is mind-boggling if you know Power Rangers, particularly Mighty Morphin, is that you can see shades of what eventually made it in there. Most notably, almost all the characters have either the same names or very similar names, but they're completely different from what we get later. Uh-huh. <laughs> like the there's a Victor Lee instead of Jason Lee. <laughs> Uh, there was, uh, they have a Zach Taylor, but he's a detective. <laughs> These are not teenagers. They're all adults. I might add. And, the, there was a Kimberly Hart, but she was, she was kind of the same. She wasn't a gymnast. She was an aerobics instructor and apparently a klutz. I don't know how that works, but yeah, she wasn't as graceful as the Kimberly we got. Yeah. And then there was Trini, there was Trini, but she wasn't Trini Kwan. She was Trini Crystal. And mm-hmm. she was a white girl <laughs> and she was a novelist and a journalist <laughs> completely different. And there was a Billy Cranston, but he was as, he was as opposite of nerd as you could get. He was supposed to, oh, be he was something. a, he, he was a muscle bound jock. Yeah. Sort of like- they, in fact, it was, they even described him as being a heartthrob. And when we see him in this montage, he's, he's taking a jog and looking all, fitness guru and all that. I was yeah. just like, that is not the Billy I know. And <laughs> that is not the Billy we know and love. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's just weird seeing all of this. And uh, they were, they were giving them names. Like they were, the concept was that they were supposed to be five people with quote unquote, the same bio rhythm. So they're, they weren't red ranger, blue ranger. They were bio rhythm, red bio rhythm, yellow. And just, Okay, and the, I think they were going to use the villain from the Sentai. It was like this crazy mad scientist who wanted to take over the world, of course. So, yeah, it, but it didn't get picked up. There was a woman, I forget her name, but she worked at Fox because Saban tried to take Saban and I guess Stanley tried to take it to Fox. They didn't want to, uh, they want to bite. Fast forward a few years, and now that woman has moved up in the company. And she has a bit more say-so, and Saban may, uh, proposed this show again, and this time it got picked up because she had uh, she remembered the previous attempts and got the show through. But even then, they went through a couple different attempts. <laughs> Initially, they were going to use a Sentai called Jetman, which was the one right before Zhu Ranger, which is the one that they used for Mighty Morphin Season 1. Right. And Jet, I'm actually glad they didn't because I don't think the show would have survived. The uh, Jetman, I've seen a little bit of Jetman. Jetman is crazy for one thing, but they all, all these Sentai shows are crazy. But I, the costumes and the villains and the monsters, I just, it didn't, it just wasn't as memorable, I think. I don't think it, the show would have taken off quite as well. Well, I think it, it reminded me, uh, it was, it just, I've watched a little bit of Jetman and it just kind of, it, it, it seemed a little even too silly for, 90s television yeah like yeah it's just the costumes and everything it's just it wasn't quite gelling and i think mm-hmm. i don't know who came up with this idea but somebody looked at Zhu ranger and realized oh this is dinosaur themed 
dinosaurs are popular right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Got to remember, this is still a little bit before Jurassic Park. Dinosaurs are still popular. And someone wisely said, this we can really market. <laughs> this exactly. we can lean into. Mm -hmm. And it was probably one of the smartest decisions that Haim Saban ever made. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And it's, yeah. it's like, as they say, the rest is history at that point. Kind of. Uh, the the initial title that they had proposed when they sent in the proposal that get picked up, they're going to call it Galaxy Rangers, which is actually mentioned in the closing credits of Mighty yes. Morphin. I I noticed it in I noticed it when we were watching when I was watching through these. Yeah, yeah. So I was just like, what? And it would have basically done taken all the Bioman stuff and just called it Galaxy Rangers. So mm. they, that was what they were doing. And then I, going through the special features on the DVDs, found out that after they got past that, then they were going to call it Dino Rangers. And then people thought, yeah, that's not going to work. <laughs> so they, in 10 minutes, they came up with a brand new title. And they think it was Saban himself who came up with it. Because someone said, well, how about Power Rangers? And Haim Saban said, no, we need more than that. And then they came up with Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. It's like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you know? <laughs> right. And so they had the title. They had the Sentai show. They had their footage. And then they made what has been called, quote unquote, the lost episode, which was this uh, unaired pilot. Well, it was unaired for a while. They made a, there was a TV special that actually showed it to you. If you want to know more about the unaired pilot, listen to episode 14 of Henshin Men. <laughs> That was a, and that was a fun episode. We don't. I don't want to get into it here because uh, I want to make. I want to keep this intro relatively. Yeah, relatively basically, short. go listen to that episode and you can hear our thoughts on mm. that. It's interesting to say the least. It definitely feels like a proof of concept. <laughs> I'll link that episode of Henshin Men in the show notes for this episode. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. But then they, I guess they made some progress with that pilot. Took what the took what worked jettisoned a lot of the stuff that didn't including one of the cast members <laughs> and, and <laughs> that sounded meaner than it was intended to be but and then it's fine and then they made the first episode and then the rest is history <laughs> exactly i mean this there there is a long road there there was a long road from the point that it started to the point that we finally got and it's it is a long and interesting road. I really would like to do at some point. We maybe we do a bonus episode of going more in depth in the history of Power Rangers, uh, and just kind of talking about all the things that led up to this point in more detail. Because there's a ton of stuff we could get into, and it, uh, especially the stuff, the behind the scenes stuff after Haim Saban got his hands on the Sentai footage and how everything came together. Um, so maybe that's a bonus episode for a later time. But before we end this one, Nathan, I'm going to ask you a question. What are you hoping to get from this podcast over the next year? Oh, that's a very good question. In a lot of ways, I'm hoping to get some good entertainment out of this. I'm also hoping to get in a, a, in a chance to flex my academic muscles for something pop cultural because... Mm -hmm there is a little bit more of a movement toward taking pop cultural things and treating it seriously and not just the stuffy literary things, you know, but so, and hopefully enhancing people's views of this particular media and 
perhaps dispelling some of the myths surrounding it because there's a, still a little bit of a stigma with power rangers i think yeah and I, i'm hoping that i can shed some light on things and also discover some things that i didn't know because like i said i haven't watched all of power rangers and i'm making my way through it and finding out you know what this this is better than i would have expected might change my mind about some of those things <coughs> turbo <coughs> anyway <laughs> so uh, but more than anything i'm just looking forward to having wonderful conversations with you michael about all of this. thank you thank you uh you know i've already kind of gone over what i want to accomplish with this podcast i mean this is my love letter to the franchise but i want to kind of mention too what i what i hope uh, to give to our listeners is one interesting discussions Two, hopefully we'll change some hearts and minds on some of these seasons like turbo um, <laughs> so that they can appreciate them a little bit more uh, specifically the turbo movie. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but the main thing is I want the listeners to be entertained. I want them to come away uh, with a deeper appreciation and a deeper uh, knowledge of this franchise than maybe they had before. You know, this podcast is going to be accessible to uh, new fans and old fans. I don't want to just talk to the, I don't, I don't want to just talk to the new, to the old fans that have been around since the nineties. I want to talk to the fans that maybe came in at Megaforce. God bless you. If you did. Oh God. Uh, <laughs> that, or, or maybe came in just slightly after the, sub, the, the Saban era. Maybe you came in at Lost Galaxy or maybe you came in uh, at Time Force. Maybe Time Force was your first season, but you don't have a working knowledge of anything else prior. Like this podcast is hopefully going to be for you. So this has been our introduction to the power trip, a journey through the Power Rangers franchise. Uh, we also posted episode one where we discuss in full detail season one of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. So please, after you listen to this, go listen to that episode. I'm sure you will be entertained. And before we go, may your spandex never chafe you. May your biorhythms always be in sync. And may the power protect you. Thank you for listening to The Power Trip, a podcast produced and hosted by Michael Hamilton and Nathan Marching. If you'd like to send us feedback, email us at powertrippod at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter, where our handle is at The Power Trip Pod, and join our official Facebook group, Power Rangers Legacy. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and other great podcasters. The podcast logo was designed by Rebecca Hudgens. Follow her on Instagram at super underscore r underscore illustrations. Our theme songs are from the album Power of the Grid by Neil Stenson. We also use Galaxy Quest Instrumental by Heaven Wraith from the OC Remix album Jet Force Gemini Mizar Attacks. All film and audio clips belong to their respective copyright holders and no infringement is intended or implied. The Power Trip has no association with Saban Entertainment or Hasbro. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and or Podchaser to spread the word about the show. And until next time, see ya!